Blog Talk Radio. Broadcasting from Atlanta, Georgia, home of the world's greatest artist, TLC, Gladys Knight, India Ari, Indigo Girls, and Hartsfield Atlanta Jackson Airport, the Falcons, and Clark Atlanta University. This is The Bright Side with Technicia, a daily show with real people with real experiences. And now, here's your host, Technicia. Good afternoon, everyone. Today is July the 19th, 2018. We only have about like two more weeks before the kids go back to school. But I'm glad that you are tuning in. If you do not know me, I am Technicia Day, the host of The Bright Side with Technicia. And I host a show on occasionally Tuesdays and Thursdays from 12 to 1, giving you positive notes and motivational things from different guests who have been through the walls of life who could tell you everything from from all sorts of <laughs> whatever, you know. I have holistic healers on. I have people who have been on the outside experiences of their bodies. You name it, I probably have had it on my show. I know I have. But anyhow, you're in tune because it's going to be an interesting topic, and I hope that you are ready for it today. Yes. First and foremost, if you are not following me, I'm on Facebook at Technisha Day and also Instagram, Day 60 I'm on Twitter, The Bright Side TK, and, of course, I'm here with you on Periscope going live. But anyhow, with me today is Denise Alexandra Powell. After more than 40 years as a successful lawyer in Birmingham, Alabama, I mean, Birmingham, Michigan, a suburb of Detroit, faced family demands that brought her back to Marion, Indianapolis. It was there, after limiting her legal practice to a minimal, that she elected to focus on her book that had long been incubating. During the two years when Denise taught Sunday school in the 1990s to 15-year-olds at a Reformed Jewish temple, her passion for Judeo-Christian ethics and living the Ten Commandments in a world gone already crystallized. In accumulating in her book, The Power of Ten, which I have the pleasure of having here with me, (laughs) amazingly, I can't find it right now, but in her book, The Power of Ten, A Guide to Living the Ten Commandments in Modern Times, the zero is in parentheses, which is so cool, because she believes that even without the Ten Commandments, we have the golden rule to guide us in the underlying principle for all we do. Her premise is that if we peel back the layers and deeply understand the meaning of each of the Ten Commandments on multiple levels, we will truly recognize just how vital it is for us to adhere to them as our rules of the road for peaceful coexistence and survival on this planet, just as true today as it was in biblical times. Denise tries to incorporate these principles in her life. Community and public service is important to her. She has served as a planning commissioner for two different communities, a councilwoman, and on several nonprofit and professional boards. She has received the Circle of Hope Award for her service to families and victims of child abuse. Welcome, 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 everyone. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Denise Alexandra Powell. So much for taking out time to be here. I'm so grateful. Thank you. I'm so grateful, Technisha, that you invited me on your show. Because it's all about gratitude. Yes, it sure is. And that's what I'm glad that you are here to teach us. And everyone, this is the book. I I love the 
cover of it. And if anyone has watched the Ten Commandments, you exactly know what this is with Moses. Um, so, Denise, I want to ask, what actually got you into writing this book? What sparked the intention? Well, what sparked the intention was it had been incubating in me for, tw- for probably uh, 10 to 20 years. It just, I saw the Ten Commandments not being followed on so many levels. And when I'd look at a problem, I'd say, you know, if they only follow this commandment or that commandment, you know, it would answer the issue. And then finally, when my husband retired and was in Florida in the winter, and I was stuck in the cold in Birmingham, Michigan, on certain weekends, I sat at the computer. And truthfully, God or source dictated it to me because the original draft came out like a long sermon, and it just had the message. And then it was up to me to finally find the time, which was several years later, to put it in a form that would be easy to read, that would, you know, we're used to sound bites and short paragraphs, not a long sermon. So it took me eight years to actually get it from the first time it was on paper to something people might enjoy reading. And it's not oh, a long awesome. book. It's, no, it's not. It's not a long book at all. This book is only, with the references included, 115 pages. It's not long at all. I think you could read that in no time, probably a day. If you give yourself time and just put everything inside, and it's very simplistic, like the chapters are not even that long. Um, not at all. It's intended, it's intended to be a book you can put on your nightstand and use it for daily inspiration. And that's really what I hoped it to be. It's either a tune-up or a wake-up, depending on where you are on your journey. Yeah, and I love the fact that it's not single to any certain religion, regardless what you believe in, who you believe in, or if you don't believe in, this is not that type of book. It's not attacking on anything, so I like it. That's why when I would send out my show, I couldn't base it on the Bible. I couldn't base it on a certain religion or Judaism or anything. I had to just say other because it is. It's one of those other types of books. It's it's not, not that. So I love the way that you took it away from that, Denise, because we have enough debate on that when it comes to religion. Um, and we don't it's about that. bringing us together. The whole purpose of the book is to show how these rules right. were intended to bring us together as one people for peace and prosperity for all. And that's really right. what's wrong with the world today. We're divided and we aren't coming together to benefit the entire planet in a balanced way. I mean, there, I ascribe to a principle I learned in college. The only thing I remember from undergraduate was the principle of TANSTAFL. It's an acronym, T-A-N-S-T-A-A-F-L. There ain't no such thing as a free lunch. Everything has an exchange. There's value that needs to pass in some way, shape, or form. It's true in energy. It's true in nature. And it's true. But at the same token, we have to find compassionate common sense. That's right. right. I would never have thought of that way, but I I like that well put. And I just not too long ago had a guest on where we was talking about energy. So this is perfect timing with you mentioning that. So if you're just tuning in, I am interviewing Denise Alexandra Powell. If you listen to the replay, please make sure you share with your friends. We're talking about her new book, The Power of Ten, which is a guide to living the Ten Commandments and the Golden Rule in modern times. And here, this is what I do. I interview guests who have the answers to what you want to know that you may don't know. So that's exactly what this show is all about. 
Now, Denise, what in your background actually just led you to this particular subject? Well, it's a combination of things. I was raised in a traditional Jewish education. I started getting interested in pursuing metaphysics when I was 14 because I had an unusual experience. Um, I'm an attorney, so I've studied law and equity, which is derived supposedly from Judeo-Christian principles and philosophies going back to, you know, biblical and Greek times. And I love American history. I love the history of our own foundation. And, you know, I've had two non-Jewish husbands. My current husband is Quaker. We've been married 25 years. So it all kind of came together. And I'm very, I'm a good problem solver. And I'm good at seeing the thread, the universal truth that runs through everything. And that's really what I try to peel out. The thread that, you know, that ties us all together. It shouldn't matter what your religious background. It shouldn't matter, matter whether you believe, like in your movie, The Ten Commandments. Moses gave us the Ten Commandments from, directly from God on Mount Sinai. But whether maybe we're an experiment for a higher life form and they thought we evolved enough and so they came to the planet by spaceship and gave us the Ten Commandments. It doesn't matter. They're rules for the road and they work. And they're simple. And that's what we love, something simple. Um, so what is the significance of the zero in parentheses in the title, which really was well, fascinating and they separated? Well, you said it perfectly, Technisha. It's about recognizing that, you know, even without the 10, we have the one. So, and to mm-hmm. me, one represents the love that binds us all together. It's the overview. It's what, it's the connected piece. It's if we treat each other um, as if we love ourselves and would want ourselves to be treat, and, treated. I add that, that we have to love ourselves first because you don't want to treat somebody the way you want to be treated if you're a masochist. But, I mean, it's about finding our own personal beauty and treating other people as if we're, you know, as we are, all is one. We are all a part of God. And so that's really the significance. Okay. Okay, I got you. So when you think of it after, what would you say is probably the overall theme of your book? The overall theme is that we have rules for the road that are very simple, and if we understood how they apply today, we would live more fulfilled, joyful, creative, and passionate lives, and we'd see our connection with everybody else. Right, and I love the fact that when you open it up to introduction to Tree of Life, like I said, you have to actually have seen the movie, The Ten Commandments, which is one of my classics, um, especially around each time they always show show that movie. But I, I love it, and exactly she's hidden right at home in the introduction part with it. And I do love the fact that at the the little footnote at the bottom gives you the biblical scriptures and everything. Well, I'm trying to document for everybody that right. you know, this is not new, and that it. But you know, there's nothing new under the sun. How we interpret it through a modern lens, and we understand, and people will connect with different footnotes. You know, my I have found I'm selling books in the Christian bookstores. I'm selling books 
in the spiritual metaphysical world, my Jewish friends have bought it. I mean, they're, and they're all coming back to me and saying, wow, because they like the fact that it's universal. Okay. And there we go. So the footnotes kind of give something for everybody. Right. And there we go. The main thing, everybody always. Thank you so much, Denise, for putting this in your book, because people are always asking about this on Adam and Eve. It's always a debate. And I'm like, why are we making a debate about Adam and Eve again? Like, it's, it's, it's a known subject that should be trending, because I most always go on my social media, and I'm always talking about Adam and Eve. Here we go. Adam and Eve and the Tree of Knowledge. I'm not going to go into details, but definitely when you get the book, read that. I think that's very important because it definitely will get down to your questions. Everybody always asking about that, and I'm like, uh, yeah, you know, I try to win away from it. But as Denise says, not long at all. Like you could just you can get through this book. It's so simplistic. All the the, the subtitles are simplistic. The reading is simplistic. Nothing hard. She have a footnotes if you need to go back and research if you don't know which scripture it came from. I, I love it. So with this book, why, why the urgency, though? Well, look around. The world is so out of balance. You turn it on sure the television, is. you look at social media pages. There is so much turmoil, and there's really no attempt anymore to find common ground. There, you know, everything is about divide and conquer for the benefit of fewer and fewer. When I feel most people, you know, are really looking to find ways to come together, but they're being manipulated by issues that are emotional issues that maybe the people that they think that are on opposite sides of an issue, on everything else they would find common ground. Because, you know, I was in Washington, and I can tell you, there really is no difference between the parties. It's an illusion that they create so that they maintain power and control. And I was told that directly, and this is 25 years ago, and it's worse today than it was then. So it's about finding ways that we can come together and hopefully take power back for everybody. I mean, our government was supposed to be about for the people. Our first commandment is that we're all one and that mm-hmm. the universe is, 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 all, is for all of us. Mm-hmm. And- Yes, the government is supposed to be for the people, but that's not how it operates. That's, I mean, that's why people it take sure the negative aspect of Yeah, they, I believe, Denise, that's why people take the negative aspect of voting or whatever, because by the end of the day, it's like, okay, if I vote for you or I vote for you, neither of the candidates are probably going to work out best for us. It feels, and then some people probably pressure, well, I got to pick one or the other. You know, no, they're, they're not. The they're just as corrupted as us. You're choosing the lesser of two evils because at the end of the day, they want to keep their power. It's a, they have the power and control. They don't want to change anything. And they've got their little pieces of the pies divided up so that you know, they give enough lip service, but they don't really do anything. And that's true on both sides. It's really true on both sides of the aisle. And, those, and there are good people who run for office, who get elected, going there to change things, and when they get there, they find out they're pigeonholed, that if you don't play with the powers that be, you have no clout or say anyway. And that's what you're seeing, and you're seeing the rebellion in the most recent elections in both parties. 
the people see the problems, but they need enough of the people to recognize that there really is a unity in this country and that they're keeping us divided because if we really do come together, the power would create compassionate common sense. Right. And I just feel like there is there's a lot of evil in and around us, especially like you was mentioning with the White House and all these politics. I mean, we're living these days are just becoming very dark now. And if we don't make a faith, uh, making a about faith, we're going to destroy ourselves. I mean, we're sad. To me, I feel like it's a sad bunch of people in this country when we're, we're going after the good. We're attacking their um, character. We're, we're on the path we are of destruction. We are. We, we surely are. We are spiritual beings. We are spiritual beings, and the Ten Commandments were given to us so that we live as spiritual beings. And right. if you... And if you take away our spirituality, our source in something higher than any man and the, and the rules that are, are set aside for us so that we walk the, our path, so that we evolve to our highest purpose and actually create beauty and have joyful lives, you know, you, then they, they own us. And this is about us taking back our personal lives so we can come together and really change our planet and put it back in balance. And that's really, mm-hmm. you know, the importance of the book. Right. That's why we we going back through those times. Again, we are, we're living in the final days of the Bible now. And that's exactly what Moses wanted to do. He wanted to lead them astray on the right path. But no, they wanted to party, to go, you foolish Moses. Who are you and your God? You know, so it brings it back. Those That movie is real. Just like what Denise is talking about is real. All this is real. We're living in the final days. Look at all, look at all what's going on it's, in the social media. Every time you turn around, somebody's getting murdered. There's more killings than ever now, Denise. It's, it's, it is. I call this a sad America. But, see, they've killed something more than physical beings. Look at all the dreams that have been killed. People, and that's like when yeah. we talk about thou shalt not kill. You know, we're about, we're supposed to live, we're supposed to nurture, we're supposed to create. We all have different gifts to do that that brings about passion in our lives. But if, yes, you, if, you, if you take away somebody's spirit, that's as, that to me is as um, violative, as sinful as if you just took away their life entirely. Because that, we're here to create. We're here to make the world a better place. We're here to experience mm-hmm. all the, uh, you know, the sensory pleasures that being in a in a human form allows us to have, and and this is and we have to make sure that in order for us to have that pleasure, we're not depriving someone else of the same pleasure. You know, that's the boundaries we create, and each of the commandments takes us from our connection with God to our connection with ourselves, our family, um, the planet, and then each other until we realize that it's all about our own journal, journey, which is the last commandment. Do not cover your neighbor's belongings. Because you've got to find contentment and joy by living your life and finding the beauty in your life. And it's a hopeful message. It's not a negative one. It's the glass no, half not. full, not the glass half empty. Well, it's just people got to grasp to that. But Denise, is they this what really? It. 
is is this exactly what probably led your interest into the subject of the Ten Commandments? Oh, I'm sure. I've always been, I've always seen the good in everything, the highest potential of everyone. I've always wanted to be a problem solver. So this is my way of taking the wisdom I've acquired. Being a divorce attorney for 42 years, trust me, I, I had to counsel a lot of people through their own, you know, 40 days in the wilderness. And, um, yeah, and, and help them see the, the other side and, and the promised land after their divorce. So I see it in everything. And this is, my, this is my journey now. This is my spiritual mission to help people find the beauty in their life and reconnect with, with it, their selves and each other by the rules of, that were given to us long ago. It's the path. We have to get back on it. We do. I love your philosophy, Denise. All that's going on, still try to find that beauty out of all this destruction going on. We have to still stay prayed up, still keep yourself protected against the enemy. You still have to stay focused. Don't lose sight of it. And one thing about the news, as we were talking about earlier, the news is something fearful. It puts that fear in us to get us distracted. So don't lose sight of what you are here to do. There's a path and a mission for all of us. It's there. The news today is a business. It's not a service. It it's not there to educate us. It's to sell sensationalism. The the years ago, the tabloids were you know just in the newspaper market, and they were everybody knew they were not to be believed. Unfortunately, the there came a time where our mainstream media has become tabloid media because that's what sells. There isn't okay. a difference. It's a, I mean, I was in, to give you a little example, I was in Florida last year during Hurricane Irma. Mm-hmm. I could only listen, and I, we, we stayed, we, and we have a home down there that we were trying to make sure was secure. And it was a very frightening experience, and I was in a whole prayer vigil for that. That's a whole other book and a whole other story. But the one thing I learned, I could not watch the Weather Channel. I could only watch the local uh, media. The the Weather Channel was sensational. They were hyping it. They were making everybody afraid. My relatives up north were were scared. The local channels were trying to. We're going to get through this. We're going to help you through. We're all in it together. Here's what we need to do. And it was very calming and loving and supportive. That was a clear example of the difference in media approaches. It should right. be about the love and helping each other through, not about scaring us so that, you know, everybody walks around frightened, but they're glued to the next chapter right. of the story. Right. But, but, yeah, that's why I took up. I took up communication ministers to be a news reporter, and they always told me, blood lead. That's what they do. They, they got to play with your emotions. But we talk about that on my affirmation. Fear is an emotion that they play on us. They want to get scared. Oh, just as such, when you see the commercial, oh, the store is getting ready to close down. We're getting ready to close down. Everybody running, trying to get the last bit of sale. This world is built on that. That's how these business, as you said, Denise, it's a business. That's how these businesses operate. They got to operate in order to stay open, in order to keep the flowing, the revenue going. We got to play on you. We don't care. We don't care if it's true or not. Yep. We're going to say it anyway. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah, so, they're um, violating the, they're 
are violating multiple commandments all the time. Right. I mean, our very first commandment, I am the Lord your God, it really is, you know, it's about love, it's about respect, but it's really, and that's it. It's really about you don't have to live in fear because you're part of, you are one with me, you, and you can do what I can do by working with me that, in prayer, in faith, in, in all things. And if you believe that, then you can't, be sucked into the fear game and they don't want us to believe that i mean and that's the sad part because they it's all about manipulation it's all for their ego for their greed and as i said there are enough recently made billionaires on both sides of the political spectrum because the presidency isn't about anything more than whose friends get the spoils for the next four years Look at the yeah, history yeah. of the billionaires that have been made, and they're and they're taking without value added. Back to my principle of Tanstaffel, they are taking with no value added. It is, and they are taking a free lunch, and they've created laws to allow that to happen. I mean, right now, look at all the businesses that are closing because of Amazon. Yeah, I was I was looking at that. The biggest one. And he, is now the ri- and he is now the richest man in the world. And he now wants to put the post office and all FedEx and UPS out of business with his creating his own delivery service locally across the um, country. And he is advertising to be your own business, being an Amazon truck driver. I mean, it's, it, you know, it's capitalism at its worst. Because capitalism, you know, as I say, social, the problem with socialism is socialism. The problem with capitalism are capitalists. We have to have checks and balances against the human nature of ego and greed. And it exists. And right now there are no breaks. For the last yeah. 30 years, they've removed all the breaks. Oh, oh and yeah. So the I feel you on that, um, Denise. That's what these corporations are doing now. They're taking everything. They're shutting everything down. People are going to be walking around here without any jobs after a while. That's why I suggest people better start coming up with a better plan and get into some businesses. Come up with your own home-based businesses. Home-based businesses, buy local, support your local businesses. To me, I I know how to fix our problems in the inner cities. I, you know, I spent my life in one in Detroit. All you need is mm-hmm. to go in and create a sort of like they did in Israel when they started Israel with the kibbutzes, where you have family support and education for your children, where you're physically doing things that have value, that benefit your community, and creating little pods of self-sustaining areas and grow them and network them. That's what we have to do to rebuild and take back our country and not have and have jobs and self-worth. But again, to me, it's back to the, the Ten Commandments and all the things that we do to support one another as opposed to um, not support one another and allow ourselves to be controlled. Because we, yeah. we have to take our lives back individually and then network with those who who get it. 
and help one another and lift each other up. Exactly. Oh, boy, we got a long haul to get there. Denise, getting back to that Ten Commandments, though, you think that the Ten Commandments is the roadmap for humanity. How so? Well, if you go through each of the Ten Commandments individually, you you see how they create a pattern. We start with the exception of and worship of the one, the source. Then we see our connection as part of the one and all, um, which is, you know, um, not worshiping material goods. That's number two up there, isn't it? Thou shalt have no other goods, be, you know, guys before me. It's celebrities. It's brand names. It's all those things are not God. And that's what people worship. And it's going through our connection with taking responsibility for our life. Do not misuse the name of God. should be about finding peace in the name of God, not using God's name to fight one another. And it's about assuming our own responsibility in our own lives so that we're, making, we're peacemakers with one another. And then the Sabbath is really about disconnect from technology, from social media, and take time to reflect on your last week what you've done, what you've accomplished, the beauty of what you did, honor those few things that, you know, you can say, wow, and say, take time to go within, look at nature, spend time with family, and then you go to honoring father and mother. And that's really balanced in all things. It takes the male and female aspects of everything to create. It's true in nature. It's true in our personal lives, how we come to be. But it's within each of us. And it's recognizing there are those aspects in each of us that are feminine, masculine kind of traits, but it's also there's good and not so good in each of us. And we're here to look at our parents and look at what's good in them, look at them as mirrors, be better teachers for our own children, and to choose only things that honor the light. We are the bowls that hold the light, our physical beings, we need to keep the light, the ball full of light. There's a wonderful book I once read called Bowl of Light. And as we go mm-hmm. through life, as the rocks get in the bowl, we need to empty the bowl so our light shines bright. To me, that's really the balance of that commandment. And then the rest of the commandments are what really not killing, what not committing adultery, what not stealing, what not lying, what not you know, being jealous of what your neighbors has means in your personal journey so that you are living your best life. Killing isn't, as I said earlier, not about just killing a person. It's about killing dreams. It's about, um, you know, thoughts create. So make sure that you don't shut someone down right away so that they can't have the confidence to create their own life. You want to build confidence. It's about building. It's finding beauty in everything. Yeah, that's the beauty of that commandment. And, yeah, CG, what can I do to help you in in your creative endeavor? I'm doing mine. Because to me, in every commandment of what it tells you what to do, it also tells you what not to do and vice versa. So if we're not to kill, we're supposed to live. We're supposed to find joy. We're supposed to find our passion. You know, committing adultery isn't just about going outside of a relationship and there are some scientific reasons, actually, that they've proven that, you know, energy stays with people when they've had relationships. But it's not just that. It's about commitments in all things, honoring our promises. And our promises to ourselves, 
you know, we're married to ourselves and our goals and our dreams, so we need to stay true to them. You know, that's the positive message there. I mean, stealing you can write books on because, you know, the justice that, you know, we're looking to create, we have our legal system today has created laws that permit stealing, and it's done on multiple levels, and I've watched it as a lawyer for 42 years, how they've done it. You could not have the large corporations and the monopolies that we have today 50 years ago. The laws would not allow it. And they would not have allowed a few to amass wealth at the benefit of all the, you know, the small businesses that you know, existed were the mainstay of every city in our country. They killed that. And by stealing it for a few, by changing the laws. So that's not justice. And it's also about charity. It's about, if you don't take, it's about learning how to give because there's a flow with charity. Yeah, lying again. How many lives are destroyed because people say mistruths, they gossip? Look on Facebook what kids do to other kids by putting out, you know, things about them. Yeah, this is about staying in integrity and living your own truth so that we teach it to each other and we don't support these you know, tabloids that tell lies on people. We don't allow anything but truth in our life because at the end of the day, truth will stand the test of time. And then lastly, you know, when you don't, when you're not worried about what your neighbor has by coveting their belongings, it's because you're living your own life. You enjoy, this is my life. This is what I built. This is what I'm doing. And if I'm spending time looking at what you're doing, I'm not paying attention to my own life, and, and I'm missing out on the joy, it's, you know, and that and finding contentment. But it's also, if I do it in my own life, now I can do it in my own community so that my community is about honoring my community, honoring each other, and it grows from there. So that at the end of the day, it's all about finding balance because liberty can't exist without certain restraints. There's boundaries. And, and we, but we have to have liberty. They require one another. They're complements. They're not opposites. So it's always about when does my right to do what I want to do and because it infringes on yours. That's finding the balance where, it, where we truly are in a give and take. Yeah. And finding that center point like a football field. Yeah, with mm-hmm. with exchanges, it's not always going to be equal. But with common right. sense, it's like we're between the 40-yard lines, always kind of balancing. You might get more this exchange. I might get more. It's not, it doesn't have to be equal. It has to be fair. Right now, everybody's stuck in the end zone, and nobody's even coming out on the field to try and find the balance where we can share with one another. They're, they aren't playing the game. They're stuck because there's no dialogue. I'm, so I'm appreciative. I know you do. I think you preach it on I your do. show I, all the time. I know. I am. I'm a very appreciative. I think that all of us are being blessed, and we should be grateful for this information. This is this opportunity of information that no one would sit down with us and let us know of this. And you know, I'm so I'm so clueless because as I was going through the book, I was noticing. I said, "Wait a minute! I just noticed." It's the Ten Commandments or the chapters that I'm like, duh. I said, why wouldn't it be? It's the name of the book. I was 
uh, just some things I was looking at. And I mean, these are things that we talk about on a daily, on on a daily basis. But are we applying them? Are we doing as this Bible tells us? Or we focusing our attention to the wrong things, and most of us are. We're focused on too much social media. We're focused on idolizing all these celebrities, worrying about what they're doing. Stay in your own backyard. My my mother used to always tell me that. Stay in your own yard. Don't worry about what else is going on in someone else's. Make sure your nose is clean. But we're gonna take a short Why break. Why gonna... <laughs> Yes, she is, and she's still living to this day, giving me advice. But my God advice to her. all of you out there. I want you to take a short break. We're going to come back with Denise. We got more questions for her, and we're going to find out where you can purchase this book and have this in your household as well. So don't touch that dial. We'll be right back after this. Thought it was over? Not yet. Stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blog Talk Radio, baby. Listen. My life changed because someone was there to get me to use drugs. No one can understand. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. I'm realizing that I... I need help. I'm listening. I need help. I'm realizing that I think that having someone who will listen is going to help make it better. Whether or not they've struggled with addiction themselves, people seem to understand. No one can get me to use drugs. My life changed because someone was there to listen. One in seven Americans will struggle with addiction during their lifetime. Want to know how you can help? Go to heretolisten.com for tips and tools to help turn addiction around. A public service announcement brought to you by the Ad Council. We are back with Denise Alexandra Powell, who has the honor to discuss and expand on the commandments that are referenced in her book, The Power of Ten, whether you worship God, Allah, the source, the creator, the universe, or the force, we are all on this journey together. And may the Ten Commandments in the Golden Rule be our God and reach for this unity together as one. And I feel truly blessed and grateful to have this opportunity for Denise to share this message that the power of ten is the power of one in all um, and she just gives so much thanks in this book to one God and to all her family and friends. This is a lesson that can inspire many. I think this is a value to everyone to know, not just one particular, two particular persons, but for everybody. So please make sure you're sharing this show with everyone, your friends, your family. We want to add that value to everyone's life today. So, um, Denise, you're your interpretation, however, does not really presume the biblical depiction of how the Ten Commandments was given to Moses is fact. No, because I don't really think it matters. It obviously was given to us in a dramatic fashion. So, yes. But they were, the, they were given to us as human beings so that we would evolve to our highest purpose. They were universal truths, and, you know, I... My teachings are Moses, got him in the Ten Commandments. There's no reason for me to doubt it. But, you know, it's interpretation. So people who don't follow those traditions, they have a form of the Ten Commandments in their own teachings. I found it. It's in the Quran. It's in uh, Eastern philosophy. It, you know, how it was received um, may change. But the principles exist. 
which is nobody's just cut through the stories and dogma that have been added to them because you're going to follow my way or this way to get back to the very simple essence, which is what they really are about, how we can live our life in perfect harmony with how it was intended to be lived. And it's really a very, I mean, truth is, our life is very short. I mean, that's the second most important principle I learned in college. I learned that in law school from a law professor. He used to say, class, take a note. Life is short. And it is short. So we have to make the best of it and honor it and find the beauty in it as quickly as we can because it's going to be gone before we realize it. You know, the wisdom is, they say wisdom is wasted on the, or, or life is wasted on the young because by the time we're, um, we have the wisdom, we're too old to really go out and do things. I'm trying to share a wisdom in a way that says, you know what, we need to kind of let everybody hear this message because we can make the life better for everyone and find ways that they can apply it in their own life in a way that it resonates. You know, mine is to, it's a guide. It's supposed to be interpreted by each person to use it, um, how it fits in their life, but in ways that, you know, are positive, loving, good, creative, compassionate, nurturing. Exactly. I'm loving all of this. Now, Denise, you married, um, I hope I'm saying it correctly, you married um, Kabbalah. Um, you have Kabbalah. the traditional Kabbalah. Kabbalah. Okay, Kabbalah. First, what what is Kabbalah? Kabbalah is an ancient Jewish wisdom that explains the eternal laws of how spiritual energy moves through the cosmos. Basically, okay. it's 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 physics. It is the astrophysics. It's um, Einstein's theory of relativity in a spiritual form. It is, and that's really what it is, and it existed before, you know, in the very ancient, um, you know, biblical writings, and they say even before Moses. Um, The tree of life is the structure that is is depicted um, by Mm -hmm. the Kabbalah, and it, it looks like a Jacob's ladder with 10 spheres on it, and and there's actually an 11th sphere that's hidden that's called dot, which represents intuition and knowingness, which I kind of think is really basically the golden rule because it's the overview. It's, it's what we tap into that binds us all together. That beautiful light energy is the dot. And so it has a structure, and it pro- progresses from the heavens until it reaches the earth's most fundamental realm so and in each of the spheres and they each have an attribute and that attribute is supposed to represent the divine attributes that we all embody so you know the first attribute for the first and and i find they tie into each of the commandments and in fact both the ten commandments the original five books of moses the torah and the kabbalah are all called the tree of life and then you have the tree of life in in adam and eve so it's no accident that these are all the same because they really are all tied together both metaphysically and then on the earth plane 
So, you know, mm-hmm. so each of them, so for, I'll give an example. Uh, yes. And it's just, it's not a book on Kabbalah. It really is to kind of show that it's an overview, that there's no accident, and that the attribute for each of the spheres on the Ten Commandments, I mean on the Tree of Life, actually is, is in essence the underlying meaning of that commandment. Um, because, you know, for example, I am the Lord your God. The meaning is crown. Well, it's, you know, it's the highest realm, but it's where we recognize that we have been crowned by God to, to be God, our own gods in co-creation. So we have to honor the temple. So, you know, our bowl that houses our body is made of material things, yes, but we have to treat it beautifully so that the energy that flows through it is its highest source. So to me, that commandment, when I talk about it in my book, is how we live a cleaner life so that we honor our, our minds, our bodies, our temples. And that's mm-hmm. I got from the Kabbalah, that connection. Um, this, you know, have no other gods before me. It's, that meaning in the tree of life is wisdom. No, it's about grace and service. When you have no other gods other than the one, that really is the wisdom we learn, that we can't take anything that is on this planet that we have with us. It's all borrowed. That's the wisdom we have when we recognize the, that, the re, that there's only one source that connects us all and everything else is here for us to use but not abuse. And to and now it's about gratitude and grace. I'm thankful for all the things that Source has provided, that God has provided, and I make sure I'm always giving back because I, it's a flow. You know, if you take a stream, we all and it flows. Everybody along the banks can take a drink, but if you dam it up so that only one person can use it, there's no benefit down the road, and it dry and it dries up for everybody else. That's wisdom. It is. And I was thinking so, about the um <clears throat> the just the tree of life itself, like God, you know, it is it's eternally it's it's beyond time itself. Um, but you know, I guess it's a question that probably most wanna know, what is the actually significance of the tree of life? Why do we actually need it? Well, it's the tree of life depicts um, you know, we come to earth we root, our branches spread, we send seed to reproduce, and it's a cycle. And, you know, the tree is our light essence binding with this planet so that we can spread our branches and grow and shade and nurture each other. I think that's really why it's a tree. You know, okay. and, and we move up and down the tree between heaven and earth. It's it's our connection. The branches go up towards heaven. The roots are rooted down below. And we go up and down the tree as we evolve, doing our thing. Now, is there, are there other metaphysical or spiritual connections that you have observed that tie this thing together? Oh, there have been, you know, philosophers of metaphysics you know, physical and spiritual studies who have written for years and years um, on similar subjects. One of them was Madame Blavatsky, who wrote The Secret Doctrine. She was the mother and co-founded something called the Theosophical Society. Um, mm-hmm. And she once wrote, it's very interesting, 
interesting. Everything in the universe throughout all its kingdoms is conscious, which means endowed with a consciousness of its own kind and on its own place of perception. And basically, there is a depiction in the power of 10 is our key to living this conscious life. And that's really what I'm saying. It is what she writes. This is what it, what it represented in the tree of life. It's how we cross between the two kingdoms of God and man and find our place in this space and master our emotions so our true creativity can be born and we can really create peace on this planet and a, and a beautiful planet. You know, it will be a beautiful planet once everybody gets lined up and understand what is actually going on here. Because right now, these dark times are overshadowing all of us. Um, and I'm praying that it be a combat, but I always tell people, God get the last say-so in all this. No matter what the situation is, he get that last say-so. All this destruction, all this killing, everything that's going on around us, that last There's say-so is coming saying. from God. Yeah. There's an old saying, man devises, God revises. Oh, I like that one. I don't think I heard that one. Yeah, Yeah, I like that. Man devises, God revises. Mm, I'm going to put that in my notes. I sure am. Now, you were able to model I give you things to share. Pardon? Oh, yes. Now, Denise, you were somehow able to modernize the concept. How so? Well, I actually gave examples that apply to what people can look at. When you look at the um, second commandment, you know, I give examples of designer jeans, celebrities. You know, I name names and call it like it is. So people can relate. And then I, and so that's really how I modernize them, to show how they apply in what we're doing on a daily basis and how they aren't being applied on a daily basis. You know, how we, you know, just, Again, how we, how we take from one another, not realizing it. Yeah, we do it because we live our life so unconsciously. This is to, about living our lives consciously with awareness of how these Ten Commandments are what keeps us awake, keeps us not being, you know, living our lives, having our lives uh, lead us instead of us lead our lives. Now. Can you somehow provide examples of modern application to a specific commandment? Um, well, I would say, again, like the power. I'll give you the example I think I talked about a little bit. Not to commit adultery. It's about honoring your, how to honor your premises, how to, how to you know, um, break down the commitments you make to other people, to yourself, and keep an action plan how you're going to honor them. You know, because adultery isn't just, you know, people think, oh, we live in a free society today. Adultery doesn't matter. We have an open book. No, it does, because adultery isn't just about, it's about all relationships and that you create with one another. They are fragile mm-hmm. and they need to be honored. So, I mean, it's, it's looking at things, you know, would you do this to your friend? Would you, would you do this to your parent? Would you, um, do, you know, those are the modern concepts. Um, Looking at, um, you know, your, in your neighbor's belonging, coveting. Looking at your own community, how your community is being destroyed because maybe somebody sees a, sees a benefit for themselves, your local councilman. And, get, and I was a councilwoman, and I can tell you they were not all honest. 
They take a benefit for themselves. Well, that's stealing. There's an example to show people in modern times. This is how this commandment's not being followed. Or, um, you know, how the Sabbath, how you really aren't taking time to connect with yourself because there's 24-7 bombardment. There is no Sabbath anymore. There is no holy time. And it's really, if you can't reflect and can't renew and can't heal, um, you, know, you don't hear. You don't hear yourself. You get lost. This is about take the time out and make time for yourself so that you can hear and re- reprogram yourself and re- restructure yourself. Those are, to me, looking at it through modern lenses how they apply, as opposed to, oh, does that mean I have to go to church and pray and honor the Sabbath? You can do it in your home. The power of prayer is when more people are together, the the thanks they give, the gratitude they show, the prayers of healing for one another magnify. There's an exponential effect. That's why we worship in groups. There's magic in group worship. There's magic in masterminding collectively. But you don't need to be in a church to do it. So it's, but it's taking time to make the space, taking time to reflect, taking time to do justice. You know, I give commitments in my book, and I know we're probably getting close to the end of our time. At the end of each chapter, I actually give people examples of what they can do to anchor that particular commandment into their life daily so they see how to fit it in. And I invite them to come up with more examples for each of the commandments. Oh, wow. So, I love that. So, I, so it's basic. And I, when I talk about our connection with God in the first commandment, I, I separate the I am from the me. Mm-hmm. It's not about me. It's about our, I, our connection with God. If I'm part of God and you're part of God, then I have to respect you because we're all one. But for that commandment, for example, my commitment Look in the mirror each morning and ask yourself the following questions. Do I like who I see? Am I using my creative powers? Am I doing my best to take better care of my temple? Do I eat healthy? Can I say no to drugs or other addictive substances? If the answer to any of these questions is no, write down one thing you will do or one change you can make to affect the answer to your question. Write down next to it what actions you will take to manifest your intentions and set a date or time to start. Follow through. Keep focused on the one act until you have mastered it and add a new one and so on. Because it's not enough to wish or pray. We have to take action steps. So that's my modern interpretation of the first commandment and how you can take action to, to improve your own life. And it goes on from there. Right. And, I mean, when you read through the book, listeners, you'll know, you'll see that in Denise's book where she's talking about living the one, how you're, you're building a temple for your crown. Your temple is your most possession. I even tell my daughters that that's your most possession, your brain on down, everything. You have to treat that. That's a borrowed body. We have to give those bodies back. You're borrowing it, and you need to treat it right. No smoking, no feeding it all with all the junk food, no drugs. Treat that body just right. You borrowed it and give it back clean. It was gave to you clean, you give it back clean. Now, um, is there a pattern or sequence that emerges you um that emerges as you go through one commandment to the next, Denise? 
obviously, we start with the exception and the worship of the one, the source. We then see our connection as part of the one and all, leading to our connection with each other. And again, it's the tree as we go down. We need to honor who we are. From there, we are taught not to get attached to things, choose things that bring us close to God. And it takes our journey down the tree to our basic life. Because you know, the bottom commandment is the Kabbalah sphere that means kingdom. That is our earthly realm. And that's our life. How we get from our gift of God, the light that came into this body, to live our journey in the highest way on this planet before we return and leave what's borrowed behind and go back to source. Hopefully our souls imprinted with this beautiful journey and the life, you know, and the experience based upon the life experiences. Because we, we choose to come here. Yeah, we choose to, to join this life force with this matter to have a, a journey on this planet. And we do it so we can keep creation going forward and make the world better. Well, right now our technology is such we can destroy it in a blink of an eye. That same technology that allows you and I to connect here today and bring positives in our life has, a, has its own dark side. And we have the responsibility to make sure it's only used for light and good. That's right. We have the power to actually do this and spread the word. Sharing is caring. That's what we actually do. Um, now, I guess I want to ask this. Why do you describe your book as more so being a guide to self-awareness and joy? Because it allows, the, you know, each commandment, you're exploring your life's purpose. You find a way to reject those things in your life that move you away from your goals help you find yes, your path yes. to living in alignment and peace. And hopefully as a result, you'll be living a more loving, creative, and joyful life. That's really what we all want for each other. Most most definitely. And I'm hoping that it comes I'm hoping that it comes to that, Denise. I'm wishing for that so badly. Because we are we every time I step outside there. that door, I know I know that it's gonna be an encounter with negativity amongst me. That's why you have to wear your breastplate of armor. My mama used to always tell me that little stuff. I didn't understand it too much what she was talking about. I wonder what mama talking about. It sounded so foolish. But now I understand, mama. I do. I understand Take exactly what you're going The breastplate of an armor needs to be a, a one-sided mirror. Only if it's good, it can absorb through you, to you. If it's bad energy, it reflects back on the person sending it. That's how... I imagine the armor because I want to be a beacon of light and I want to work with all the other beacons of light like yourself out there who are sending a different message so that the more we emit, the more we illuminate everybody to to light their own lights. And our country used to be a beacon of light and it isn't the light. it's, It's very dim right now. We all have to help it shine bright. And that's what I'm hoping to try and do for people. I'm saying I can't be just a sparkler anymore. I have to be an arsonist for the light and get that fire spreading as fast as possible. Right. Um, Denise, before we leave off the air, of course, people, you could pick up this wonderful book at Amazon, Kindle, hardback, paperback, it's there. Please make sure you have this on your shelf. But do you have a second book in mind? 
I do. I have a book about um, a few. I actually have a couple books in mind. One is to apply oh, the awesome. Ten Commandments to our governance and show how government needs to reflect the principles of the Ten Commandments. I, as a divorce attorney, I want to write a book, The Ten Commandments of Divorce, How to End Your Marriage Without Sacrificing Your Soul. And then I have a book about a little spiritual journey I had involving a crystal that's really metaphysical journey. And it has, but it's a true story, and it has a lot of nice little um, coincidental life lessons that show our connectedness with one another and how we're all messengers for one another if we take time to listen to the message. So those are the kind of, I, those are the books I'm working on. So we'll see which one gets done first. Oh, yes, I cannot wait to have you on again. And guys, as I said, and I can't repeat it enough, please get this book. And it really in, engages you where you have certain exercises, which Denise calls commitment. At, at the end of each chapter, it gives a commitment that you have to follow through. So don't don't just read it just to read it, but read it and understand it and take heed and do action with it. Write your notes and take action upon that. So without any more questions, if anybody have any questions, please email me with all the questions. If you wanted to ask Denise anything, I don't mind sending those off, but I wanted to leave you with this because I always like to give you my truth for the day for my friend, Mary Ellen. Um, and also was a former guest on my show, and happy anniversary to her and her husband. Compassion is the ability to feel for others. This should serve as your inspiration for your actions and choices. Compassion is the ability to recognize someone else's circumstances or causing them pain. Live with the desire to do good, putting aside concerns related to self, so you can possibly help, and I mean that bigly, so you can actually help others. When you allow your compassion itself to guide others, you will find time and energy to make a positive difference in the world. Live your life caring about your fellow human beings and aiding them as they move through their challenges. Today, give of your time and or resources. Enjoy the day, everyone. And I want you to go out there and make sure you be positive in someone else's life today. Share that value with them. Don't let them want to steal your shine. I'll see you next time on The Bright Side with Technicia. Thank you for listening. Thanks for listening to The Bright Side with Technicia. If you like what you heard, tell your dad, mother, cousin, uncle, whomever. Be sure to check out the archive section at www.brightsidewithtk.com. 